happening? Good morning. Good morning, ALC. Uh, Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? I'm excited about what God is doing in this place. I am excited about God's presence. Okay. Y'all know I do this. I need to do a house check. Am I in the right house? Am I in a Bible-believing house? All right. Amen. I'm going to ask if you would stand with me for the reading of the word. We're going to be coming from 2 Kings chapter 6, starting at verse 18. 2 Kings chapter 6, starting at verse 15, reading through 18. Just giving honor to God, who is the head of my life, to my pastors, to my ALC family, to friends who have come out. Amen. Thankful to be able to have the opportunity to stand before you once again. Do we have it? If we have the word of God, say amen. Amen. Are we still looking? Say hold on. Ah, the amens have it today. And it is on the screen if you do not have a Bible with you. Second Kings, starting at verse, chapter 6, starting at verse 15. And the word of the Lord says, And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, There was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. May God add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doers of his word. Father, in the name of Jesus, have your way in this place. Lord, I pray that you would remove every distraction that will keep us from being focused on what you are getting ready to release in this place. Even now, God, make our hearts ready and prepare us for the shift. Lord, use me as your vessel and fill me to the point of overflow with your Holy Spirit that all of us, God, that all of us, God, that all of us are saturated by your presence. This we pray. And the church said, amen. Amen. You may take your seats. Just to give you a little background of what is going on, because we started somewhat in the middle of this passage. If we were to look at this story, it actually starts in verse 8 and it ends in verse 23. And Pretty much to give you a little context, this story begins, Israel and Syria were two countries that were continually in war with each other. And the king of Syria at this time was plotting, he was trying to set up Israel so that he could war against them. He was in a strategic planning process on how he was going to capture Israel. And so in some of the earlier, the earlier verses, he, the, you find the king What he's trying to do is he's setting up camp because he figures if they pass by, I can ambush them. But we find that there is God who is speaking to Elisha and he is literally giving him all of the strategies 
of the king of Syria, and, the, and Elisha is revealing this to the king of Israel. And so the king of Syria is trying to figure out, where are they? Why haven't they come my way? Why isn't my plans working? Who is the traitor that is in my camp who is going and telling the king of Israel all that I am saying so that they could be prevented from being warred against? So all of this is going on. And one of the servants of the king of Syria says, it's Elisha. God is sharing all that you speak of, even in your bedroom, even in your secret places. God is revealing to Elisha. And the king says, go get him. Y'all know I like to paraphrase. Go, go get him. Go find out where he is and go get him because he is preventing me from doing the very thing that I desire to do. And so his arm, they go out, they're searching for him. They find that he is in the city of Dothan. And so that now brings us to the beginning of our story, our passage, where we find that the army, the great army, the great army of of Syria is now encamped around the city of Dothan. And they are ready to fight, to kill, and to destroy. Can you imagine waking up your normal day, everything, you know, going as normal as plans, you get up, you get dressed, all of these things are happening. And all of a sudden, you know, you think I'm going to go out, grab my newspaper, say hello to my neighbor. And as you open up the door, you find that you are encamped round about by not just a few people, but a great army. Here it is that we find the servant of Elisha who is preparing. He could have been going out because he had a punch list from his, his master. He was just going to run some errands, going to try to get some things done before Elisha got up so that he could be ready to go. He could have been hungry, going out, say, I'm going to get some breakfast. Maybe he was going to get a $5 cup of Starbucks. He could have been doing any of this. Whatever it is that he was doing, his day got disrupted as soon as he stepped foot outside. Because the Bible says the city was surrounded. Let me put this in perspective. It wasn't just a surrounding of the house of a particular neighborhood. They surrounded the city. Now, Dothan is a smaller city, right? It could probably be give or take, my calculations are a little off, so don't quote me on this 100%, but it could have probably taken them a good couple hours just to walk through. Anybody from Jamaica? I got one. Right, that too. So they talk about how you could probably go through the whole city of Jamaica in a couple hours. You could actually walk through. It's a small city, but the city is surrounded. So that means there is no way in And there is no way out. But what I found even interesting, even more interesting about this passage of scripture is the fact that God had been speaking to Elisha about all the plans of the king of Syria. He had been telling him what was going on. Now we find that he has allowed this army to reach his camp. Now I have a theory on this. One of two things could be going on. One, Elisha could have been in cahoots with God. Or maybe God didn't reveal to him 
And it's funny because it, it reminded me of a passage in Mark chapter 4. Most of you should be familiar with this passage. It talks about the storm that was going on. Jesus and his disciples were on a boat. And while they are on this boat, the waves start to, to blow. The, the waves are tossing to and fro. The water is entering into the boat. And the disciples are at a place where they're in panic and fearing for their lives. And we find Jesus sleep. And what I love about the, when I read it in this context is that he was sleep with a pillow. When you're sleep with a pillow, you're comfortable, you have no intention on getting up. <laughs> Jesus was knocked out. The boat is in dismay. The disciples are running around in this panic, and Jesus is sleeping. And it was and Jesus did not get up. The disciples had to go and get him. And they're like, Lord, do you not care that we are getting ready to perish? Do you not care that we are getting ready to die? Lord, do you not care? Do you not love us? Because when God is silent, we begin to equate his silence and compare it to his love for us. But it does not matter whether God and Elisha was partnering with this scheme or whether God did not share what was happening. There are one common theme that we find, whether it is with the disciples on this boat, whether it is with the servant of Elisha, or whether it is here with us today. We understand that someone needed to see the power of God at work. Just as Jesus got up and rebuked the waves, here we have Elisha on scene, and the Bible says he prayed. He said to his servant, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And he prayed, Lord, open his eyes that he might see And he saw, immediately he saw. I believe like this man who served the prophet, there are many of us who have been around the power of God but have not really been able to see. We are quick to say that we trust God. We are quick to say that we trust him, but I'm learning that we say this when he is speaking, when he is moving, when he is evident. But how is it trust when you are relying on what is presently in front of you? Because trust is to rely on that which you you can't even see. How do I trust when you are here? And I can't trust when you're not. Do we trust God when the waves are tossing us to and fro? And do we trust God when the enemy has reached us and all we see is defeat around us? Because the Bible says in Romans 8.31, if God is for us, then who can be against us? We quote scripture. We know scripture. But do we really believe scripture? When Elisha prayed for his servant's eyes to be opened so he could see, Elisha was not referring to the the opening of his natural eye. There are many of us who see but have no vision. There are many of us, I want you to hear this, who see but have no vision. Your eyesight is what you see in the natural. 
but your vision is what God reveals to you. When we're looking at the scripture, we're understanding that his servant did not see. So Elijah had to pray so that his his servant could understand what was happening around him. When we look at Jeremiah 33 and 3, it says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. The mysteries of God are found when our eyes are open to the spirit realm where God dwells. And as much as I would want to talk about the, the topic of vision, as much as when I, I read this, I told Bishop the other day, this is one of the passages I have been trying to preach forever. <laughs> and when God finally releases it, I'm excited because I'm like, yes, we're going to talk about how they overtook them and he struck them with blindness and how he did this and then did that. And it's just a wonderful, enormous amount of powerful points within this. And God says, no, that's not the point. What I want you to talk about is two words. Elisha prayed. Because we get excited about the realm that God operates in on a daily basis. We get excited about the things that God does as if it is something that is a nuance. Something that is out of the ordinary. We come to church and we pray, and I've done it myself. Lord, let this be a service like no other. Let this be unusual when God says this should be the norm. We have to get back to a place where we understand that God does not operate in our world, and he he operates in a world where miracles can happen daily. We have to understand that prayer is the key that unlocks heaven. Prayer is the instrument by which God answers your call. When we look at scriptures, we understand that it was prayer that released the Israelites from Egypt. Let me help you out. I know we say Moses and all the wonderful things he did. But the only thing, the thing that put Moses into motion and the whole process that happened was because the children of Israel opened up their mouths and they began to cry out to God and God heard them. It was prayer that allowed Elijah to shut up the rain and and to cause rainfall to stop and to start. It was prayer that got Jesus on the cross. When we look at Luke chapter 22, verse 42, and we all quote the scripture, but do we really understand the context of it? Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane was in agony, and he prayed, Lord, if it be your will, take this cup from me. This isn't something that Jesus willingly went on the cross to do. He was in agony. He was touring. He was toiling between what was going on. He loved us, but he was still man. And his man side of him said, if you would take this cup from me, I will give it to you. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. I believe that this year God will begin to answer some intentional prayers, but we have to be intentional about our praying. Why? Because you can't defeat the devil without prayer. You cannot overcome this year without prayer. 
you cannot understand the depths and the whips and the heights of God and who he is and how he operates without prayer. And until we get to a point where we rely only on God seeking his face for everything in our lives, he cannot fully do what it is that he has called us to do. We put limitations on God when we choose not to pray. Until we get to a point where we rely on God for everything, everything in our lives, he will not be able to do what he has come to do for us in our lives. To overcome this year, God is calling us to stop. In the last couple of months, he's been messing me up. Because when you think our theme, we are overcomers, that we have to do something. The same way Elisha's servant asked, what shall we do? We're asking the wrong question. It's not about us. It's not about what we can do in our own strength. The question is, what can God do? And I know that I serve a God who can do all things. I know that I serve a God where there is nothing that is too hard, too impossible for him. I know that I serve a God who is willing to do above and beyond all that we can think, all that we can ask. I serve a God who I know can split the Red Sea. Come on. Do you know your God? We need to get to a place again where we dust off his resume and begin to revisit the past experiences of what he has done in our lives to know that I serve a God who is a healer, to know that I serve a God who is a protector, to know that I serve a God who is a provider. Do I have anyone in here who knows that they serve a God who calls himself the great I am? All that I all that I need, all that I desire, all that I long for, God can do that in all of this understanding who he is but he says that you have to come to me over the last couple of months here's my transparency moment some of you may know but this has been we're in February still (laughs) this has been the craziest year for me and we're only two months in So let me just help you out. Back in December, I got sick. I was sick for over two months. When I finally got over it, am I over it? I'm not even sure. I still got this cough. There's still things going on. But my body is trying to work through all of this. But I went through a point where I was sick. And then I had a small fire in my home. This fire caused me to have to live in a hotel for about a month. While I was in the hotel, and it was a nice hotel, and I appreciate my, my insurance company, but the bed was too soft, and y'all know we preached about this. I got back problems. <laughs> so now the bed's too soft. Now my back hurt. I'm sick. My back hurt. My house is in chaos. All of this stuff is going on. And then when I finally get back home, in the midst, and my house is still not together. I'm, I'm sharing <laughs> in the, the journey of what our pastors have been going through when it looks at redesigning a house. Right now, I don't have a kitchen. I haven't had a kitchen for two months. It is completely gutted. But I wanted to go home. And when I went home and I just, I'm here, the heat went out. Y'all not hearing me. We're still in the month of February. 
And here I am. I started this year and I meant it. This is going to be a good year. Nobody's going to be able to take my joy away. I declare and I decree all of these things that I've got. Come on, y'all act like y'all. I'm the only person. Come on. I, I believe that this was going to be a good year, that nothing was going to stop me, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I can declare it all, yet what I'm being faced with is speaking complete opposites to what I was declaring, and now I'm toiling because I'm believing the word of God, yet I am seeing that I am surrounded not understanding what's going on, not understanding how this is going to happen. And I thank you because there's provision in it. But at the same time, when you feel as lo- like you have lost control, when you feel defeated and you're stressed and you have anxiety, and because of all of this going on, I already have a high-stress job, and now I'm drowning at work because I'm barely at work, and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know quite how God is going to move in this. I can't it. I don't have the vision yet in the midst of it. I know the God that I serve. But even more than this, because I'm going to tell you the truth, I was having my moments of being down and out. I felt defeated. And there was actually times where I thought I was going to lose my mind. There's so much that is happening, so much that is going on. But one day, one day, My God says, while you're in the midst of your pity party and you're talking about all of the things that you can't control, can we revisit the one thing that you can? God spoke to me and he declared, he said, you better open your mouth. And in that moment, In that instance, I begin to declare again the things that I know that I serve a God who is worthy. And it doesn't matter whether I have a house to live in. It doesn't matter what's going on around me. It's to understand that my God is a good God. It's to understand that I serve a God who can do all things. I declare in this place, come on, we're going to create your own altar call right where you are. We're entering into a season of prayer. And I dare you, if you would open up your mouth and begin to declare the promises of the Lord, if you would begin to dust off that resume and remember what God has done for you in the past, that he will begin to lead you into your future. I declare that if you would begin to open up your mouth in here and begin to declare to God today that I will serve you, no matter what it looks like, no matter what I'm going through, no matter my challenges, no matter my obstacles, no matter my circumstances, no matter my trials or my tribulations, no matter what is going on in my life, God, I will serve you. Come on. Can you open your mouth? Can you open your mouth? Come on. We will pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. We put word into action in the name of Jesus. And we declare that you are Lord. We declare that you are majesty. We declare that you are righteous, God. We declare that you are holy and that you are worthy. Come on, I can give him the adoration of my lips, but he wants to hear your voice in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you because you are provider. We thank you, Lord, because you're protector. We 
thank you, oh God, because there is no one else like you. We thank you, God, because there is no one who compares to you. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We bless your name in the name of Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Don't stop. Don't stop. We are moving into a place of prayer. Hallelujah. Come on. He wants to hear your voice. He wants to hear your voice. He wants to hear your voice in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you because you're a miracle worker. We thank you, oh God, because you have removed, you are a mind regulator in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Come on, don't stop. We're going to stay right here in the name of Jesus. I know that we haven't worked these muscles in a while, but today we got, this is our first time back in the gym. We're going to pray. We're going to worship you. We're going to magnify you. We're going to lift you up, God. We're going to glorify you, God. We're going to call upon your name. Jesus, 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 because we are overcoming you in the name of Jesus. God, we will overcome in you in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because he's a worthy God. Come, we start with giving adoration to God. Before we come and ask him for anything, you need to speak well of him. Tell him who he is to you, the lover of my soul. Thank you, Jesus. My comfort when I had no comfort. My hope when I had no hope. When I felt down and out and defeated. God, you came and lifted me up, the lifter of my head. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, you are God. You are worthy. You are mighty. You are worthy. You are mighty. You are worthy. You are mighty. You are worthy and you are mighty. God, you are our strong tower. God, where you are our strong tower. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And God, even in the most, because we're going higher. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. So, Lord, we come and we, before even all of that, God, we come confessing. Lord, Father, forgive us for everything that we have done up until this moment. God, for every person that we cussed out, even up until the doors to the church, for every child that we yelled at, for every person that got on our nerve, for every distraction that we allowed to come up against us in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray, God, that you will remove, clear the way now, God, for every sin, God. Lord, you died on the cross that we might be forgiven. So, Lord, we operate in your forgiveness. In the name of Jesus. Come on, are there people who need to be forgiven? God, for everything. Well, it's not just about about sex. It's not about drinking. It's not about cussing. But forgive us, oh God, for what we have not believed in. Forgive us for for the words you have spoken and we haven't operated and moved in it, God. Forgive. I don't know what you need to be forgiven for. Open your mouth and begin to tell God, Lord, forgive us. Clear the way. Remove every distraction, God. Forgive us for not coming here and being God-centered, but having our minds unfocused on you, God. Move us back into a place, Lord, of alignment with you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And so, God, in that now we begin to thank you. 
Now that we have spoken well of you, God, now that we have come before you, Lord, asking that you would forgive, Lord, in a state, a stand of repentance. Now, God, we thank you. We thank you because you didn't leave us. We thank you because you didn't forsake us. God, we thank you because you, God, you stuck to your word. Where man would fail us, God, you have remained yet the same, God. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing. Thank you, God, for what you have done, God. Thank you for what you will do in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You're silent. I can't hear you, so I know heaven can't hear you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know we talk about silence and we can pray within, but there is a time and a place where you have to open up your mouth and let the devil know that you can't have me, you can't have my children, you can't have my household. Father, we thank you because you are rescuer. We thank you because you did not leave us when we deserve to be left. God, we thank you because you haven't rejected us, God. Even in the midst of us betraying you, Lord, you remain the same. You remain faithful. God, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Lord, now, God, I ask in the name of Jesus that you will release a mantle of prayer in this place. In the name of Jesus, for every intercessor, begin to open up your mouth, God. In the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we begin to call forth those things, Lord, which you have, Lord, that we have let go, and now we want back. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to find two or three people. Begin to connect with them. Right now, come on, let's move quickly. Find two or three people. Begin to connect with them in the name of Jesus. The things that you have declared over your life, the promises that you have that have not been fulfilled, grab a partner and begin to pray. Don't look at me. Begin to pray. We pray a prayer of of agreement in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 God, we begin to call forth jobs. We begin to call forth promotion. We begin to call forth businesses being opened. We begin to call forth, God, businesses that are old that have died to be revived in the name of Jesus. Lord, we call forth the visions that have God, gone astray. We call forth every dream, God, every ambition, every goal that was set forth, the calling on our lives. God, we call forth in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. We call forth finances, God. We call forth that new home. We call forth in the name of Jesus. Good credit, God. The reestablishment, God, of our of all of the things, Lord, that we have left slip away in the name of Jesus. God, we call forth, Lord, our homes, God, our wayward children who have left. We call them back home in the name of Jesus. 
We call forth salvation, God. Salvation for our brothers and our sisters, God. For our families, for our mothers and our fathers, God. Those who are lost who do not know you, we call forth in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We stand because your word says where two or three are gathered together, you are in the midst, God. And we know that your presence is here. So, Lord, we call forth, Lord, all that we need. Lord, we call forth our joy back for those who have been depressed, God. Lord, we come back to a place of understanding our self-worth understanding our self-value. God, we come back to a place, Lord, where we understand that we are your children, that we are your sons and your daughters. Father, we call forth in the name of Jesus, your love. We call forth your peace. We call forth your peace, God, your joy, Lord, your rest, God. Lord, we call back good rest, good sleep in the name of Jesus. In the name, God, we call forth purpose. We call forth destiny, God the fulfillment of promises. The devil will not have us anymore in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We speak life, God. We speak life in the name of Jesus. We speak life in the name of Jesus. Lord, we rebuke the devil, but we speak life. Lord, we speak life to the dry bones. We speak life to the dry areas. We speak life in the name of Jesus. That what was, what, what was once dead is now will rise again. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All that you have called us to. All that you have called us to be. God, we are calling forth. We are speaking life, God. We choose life today. We choose you today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Uh, we declare your victory. We declare your victory. We declare your victory in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And now, God, we come back together, Lord, giving a victorious praise. We come back together, God, knowing that you can do this. Knowing that you will do this in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for what you will do. We thank you for your promises fulfilled. We thank you, oh God, for what you will do and work out in us. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, for what you are doing, what you are rebuilding, what you are redesigning, God, in us, what you are remodeling, God, you're dusting us off, God, where we have been down too long. God, we thank you because we're standing on our two feet. We're thanking you because we know we don't have to fight anymore, but if we would just stop enough to give you praise and to acknowledge you, God, and to make you vital in our lives, then, God, we would understand that you will take care of the rest. And so, God, we thank you for reminding us of your truth, God, and causing us to live once again in the understanding that you are a great God. You are a great God. And for that, Lord, we give you praise. Hallelujah. 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 God, we thank you, Lord. Because it may look like we're surrounded. But God, we are surrounded by you. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because it looks like we are surrounded, but we are surrounded by you. So God, open our eyes that we might see. Open up our eyes that we may understand. Open up our eyes, oh God, that we may have a new perspective in the name of Jesus. God, this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We worship you. Hallelujah. We praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you for your word, Father God. We thank you for our speaker, Father God. We thank you for her faithfulness, Father God. We thank you for being committed, Father God, to telling us sometimes the ugly truth that we don't abide and look to you, Father God. So we just praise your name this, this morning, Father God, knowing there is none like you, Father God. Continue to open our eyes, Father God. Let her words ring in us, Father God, even after we leave this place, Father God. Let it not be just a moment, Father God, but a movement, Father God, of change in our lives and our, spirit, our spiritual walk, Father God. Allow her effort and work not to go in vain, Father God. Let's let not it wash away <laughs> like the dust on a rainy day, Father God, but let it settle deep into our hearts, Father God. And let us forever remember that it starts with our prayer to you, Father God, and acknowledging you for who you are, Father God. Let not her words be in vain, Father God. This morning, we ask this, in the name of Jesus. And everybody say amen. Amen. amen.